Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Thursday, June 15th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons and Family and Full Service Funeral Home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Puenick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. Uh, who knows? Dylan Bishop might join us at some point during the hour as he's behind the glass finishing up some news stuff back there as he peeks his head over. I guess he's got external on and he's listening. Hi, Dylan. Does he Dylan waved. want to turn his mic on? No. Whoa, why did it do that? Because he oh, has he's got external the on. You're air right. feed on, not yeah. external. It didn't Just work, Dylan. All right, whatever. Uh, let's get into the show today here as we'll uh, recap Berkeley Post-14 Hornets action as well as we've got breaking news. We'll start off the show with the breaking news as... I was given the information this morning at 10 a.m., kind of before it went public elsewhere, before uh, he posted it out himself. Uh, but uh, Kyle West, a week after entering the transfer portal from University of Charleston, D2 University of Charleston, he decides to stay in state. We knew he had a bunch of players, or excuse me, a bunch of uh, places reaching out, a bunch of schools reaching out because of Rick Kozlowski's article in the journal that, that uh, ran over the weekend. Uh, but he chooses to uh, stay close to home, relatively close, I guess you would say, but to the premier baseball team in the Mountain State as he Ooh. will go to West Virginia University. And Somebody play for clip the... that for me. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's Spencer. not. Look, it's facts. Thank you. They have a baseball stadium right now. Marshall doesn't have a baseball stadium, so. Now they made it to the NCAA tournament. And basketball. They made Maybe it to the NCAA. The area is the Berkeley Post 14 Hornets. I don't know what you're talking about. He said but in the state. Yeah. Well, they the made it to the, the NCAA tournament, and uh, they did. They're the premier D1 team lost. in the state. UC is probably the premier D2 team in the state. Well, with Kyle West uh, there Shepherd. last year, I'd agree with that. Yeah, uh, but uh, Kyle West making the move to D1 WVU. We knew he had a ton of. Uh, probably a dozen schools at the D1 level were interested in him, according to Hedgesville head coach Eric Grove. And, uh, you know, that's just huge for, uh, you know, not only Hedgesville, it just seems like they're a baseball power right now with players going left and right to places and uh, going to the next level. Yeah, I mean, Kyle had a great year in Charleston. He's having a great year in the uh, with the Green Bay team that he's playing for. So, um you know, this makes sense to go to WVU, obviously a program that's uh, coming off of a great season and uh, being your hometown school or your home state school, um, you know, it makes sense that you'd want to go there uh, to play Division One college baseball. So I think this is a good opportunity for him. I think he'll make an impact right away and uh, seems like a guy that was maybe overlooked a little bit coming out of high school, but has just taken advantage of the opportunities that were given to him and uh, had a great year at Charleston and now is looking to continue that at the D1 level and then eventually uh, find his way into the MLB draft one day. So, yeah. uh, as we mentioned, a great season. For all University. we know, he could get drafted this year. You never Late. know. I mean, he probably wouldn't yeah. sign, but. Yeah. 
Um, so he had 397, 22 homers, 60 RBIs for University of Charleston during his sophomore season. Right now he's up playing for the Green Bay Rockers in the Northwood League, which is the kind of the Midwest equivalent to the Cape Cod League. Uh, he leads the team in average with 361 over 16 games, 72 at-bats, 12 runs scored, 26 hits, 4 doubles, 2 homers, 11 RBIs, 3 walks, while only striking out 7 times. Uh, he could just he could literally lead the team this year. He's also stolen 9 bases to lead the team as well. His on-base percentage is 395, slugging percentage 500, OPS 895. I mean... He's just having a whale of a year uh, from college to the summer leagues. Yeah, now he gets to go join J.J. Weatherholt as well as Grant Hussey, two guys that are sophomores at WVU uh, were studs in the Big 12, studs in the entire NCAA. I mean, Weatherholt, for the time, I can't remember if he finished with the uh, highest batting average in all of Division One or not, but he was in the top three for a majority of the season. So adding Kyle West's bat to that lineup for the Mountaineers is going to be a lot of fun to watch next season if everything stays intact. Yeah, I mean, I think this is also huge for the Hedgesville community. As I mentioned, you see Chase DeWater get drafted 16th overall. You see, you see the success they had this year at the high school level. You see the fact that Lane DeWater already committed to JMU as a junior headed into his senior year. Um, and, you know, you see Kyle West, what he's been able to do. Aiden Milton uh, making a name for himself at, uh, I believe, in the JUCO ranks this year. And, uh, you know, from what we understand, there could be another former Hedgesville Eagle uh, going to play college ball. Nothing's official yet, but we have gotten rumblings that Riley Bubb, who decided not to uh, play baseball last year, go to West Virginia and just be a student, I believe, play club baseball, uh, has some potential offers to go play somewhere else. Uh, according to Coach Eric Grove, that uh, he said he's been working hard at our facility, and he thinks he can. St- he, Coach Grove thinks that uh, Bub can still do it. So that'd be huge for them to. They just had a, a heck of a last, uh, I guess, twelve months coming up in July. Yeah, best of luck to Riley Bub if he does decide to uh, go down a different path and. That being a baseball path, hopefully find somewhere that is a solid fit for him. Yeah, and that brings us right into the Berkeley Post-14 Hornets from last night. Riley Bubb, not 100% certain if he's now a full-time member or he'll just help them out when he can. He goes two for four with two RBIs last night, but uh, that is not the story necessarily. I mean, it kind of is a story because he didn't really play at the beginning of the season now as they're about 10 games in. Uh, but the story of the game was bottom of the first inning, down one nothing. Uh, Potomac Valley post 64 walks the first two guys, and then Colin Reed comes up to the plate, and he nails a three-run homer over the center field fence. He goes two for four with four RBIs. And then uh, an RBI apiece for Connor Bailey, Trevor Bohr, or excuse me, Jackson Ruest has an RBI when he cut checks in. Trevor Bohr, uh, Caleb Fletcher, Braden Stottlemyre, and uh, you know that's the RBI situation. But a hit for Camby Boober has a hit as well. Uh, just kind of hitting up and down the lineup. Bob Chase had an RBI. He had the game when he hit. Bub. Yeah. Yeah, I said that. He goes. I started Sorry. out the topic as I transitioned from talking about him potentially playing college ball. Um, but Chase Herney goes three innings on the mound, three hits, one run, one earned, 
walking one, striking out one. Caleb Fletcher pitches two innings, gives up no hits, two walks, strikes out one. Carson Buber comes in for the sixth inning. He strikes one out. The plan was to have Griffin Horowitz uh, make his debut on the mound, but uh, they didn't need it as they run ruled 11-1 to in six innings, scoring seven in that final frame, Nick. Yeah, I mean, this was a close game, though, until that sixth inning. Uh, you know, so give some credit to Potomac Valley. They definitely battled um, just in that sixth inning. You know, kind of things fell apart for them on the mound. But at, up until that point, this post-14 team, which we know is super talented, only had two hits. And then they just rally for those uh, seven runs to win it win it 11-1. to one. But really, I mean, this was a competitive game last night until that sixth. And uh, I think that was a good game for the Hornets to – have a game where you struggle a little bit offensively you're still in control and then you eventually break through and keep your head in the game and show that you know your offense can spark at any time and uh, that's what helped them last night the defense was really good the pitching was really good and uh, this team continues to impress and we'll see how they do this weekend but uh, we could be looking at another tournament championship for this team if they're able to you know have some success this weekend obviously uh, Leesburg's coming back, so that will be a you know a tough matchup for them. And there's some other good teams that they'll play as well. But um, it seems like the Hornets are definitely playing good baseball and definitely a team uh, in the state that's going to be really tough to beat. And in the area, probably the you know top team, like they say, the premier team in the area. And uh, I think they have a great chance to win their area tournament when that comes and make a run at the state tournament. But, I mean, there's a lot of seasons still left to be played. I think last night's game, though, showed a lot of their their grit in terms of as the game got late, they even got some guys in off the bench, and those guys contributed as well. So, you know, a lot of depth and a lot of talent on this roster. And, I mean, Trevor Bohr's a great example of that. Coach Tobin talked about it in his postgame interview. Yeah, I was going to air that right now. Well, Okay, so I guess I shouldn't spoil what he said. But yeah, uh, don't spoil it. But it was he, he did bring up a good point during that post game uh, interview that I had with him, which we'll play right now. Filled by manager Trip Tobin, a eleven to one run rule victory for your team tonight. Uh, started off in the first inning, you gave up a run, but Colin Reed came back and a couple guys watched some pitch, watched quite a few pitches go by. Two on, he hits that three run dinger to uh, give you out of the lead, and you never look back. No, yeah, I mean this team responded really well to that. We knew Chase was going to settle in, and not give up, you know, a lot of runs tonight, and uh, he's been working really hard. So, and we had, uh, of course, we, we had planned on throwing Fletcher and Boober, and even Horowitz in the last inning. He was a little upset when, when we when we didn't get that chance of that base hit went through. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was great to get that home run and get the dugout up, and you know, um, you know everybody liked the home run, and it it got the home crowd into it, and his just kind of took off from there. It was kind of a pitcher's duel, really, until that last inning, and. Your team was just able to put the hits together, hits together on hits, and uh, ultimately win it, and not have to pitch the bottom of the or top of the seventh. Yeah, their their guys pitched really well. I mean, you know, we got guys on base, we weren't able to get them around, and the, the score is certainly not indicative of the game. The game was tighter than uh, than that last inning there. But you know, they're going to a tournament in Bridgeport this weekend. They have to save a little pitching. They they played a, a game last night and and burned up some pitching. So it's summer baseball, like I always say. And you know, when guys come out hot, we just got lucky to. Get some um, get some guys through full games over the weekend and save pitching, and we want to get those four guys on the mound tonight. We're able to get three of them on the mound, so our depth of pitching is certainly our strength. Uh, as long, also our offense is unbelievable. You know, it's just a great, great, uh, just a great team with so much depth. 
And you talk about that depth and the commitment. I mean, he had 16 of 18 guys that are supposed to be on your roster coming out to play tonight. Obviously, we know with Laney's going up to watch Chase play, but Baden was the only other guy not here tonight. What does that say about just the guys knowing that it's a midweek game, you have a big tournament coming up, but 16 or 18 guys come out tonight? Yeah, they, they really committed. They've told I me mean, a lot of these guys have jobs. They're working on Tuesdays and Thursdays, working around our schedule with their bosses, and they're here knowing there's going to be a lot of guys here, knowing there's no guarantee of playing time. But, you know, we're not going to just sit here and play nine guys and try to can run everybody while, you know, other guys just sit there and, and don't get a hack at it. We're going to we're run guys in and out there all year long, and, and the guys committed to play on this team, and we're going to play them, and, and we're going to make sure that they get their hacks. Myers didn't feel very good tonight. He got a little sore throat, so we kind of got him back out. Didn't quite work out for him to get a hack tonight, and Baden's homesick, so our, our thoughts are bred for him for, uh, you know, that he would get better. He feels uh, been feverish and not feeling well, but I would have put 17 in the dugout, and we would have figured it out, but, you know, Trevor Moore, you know, he's going to he's going to FCC to be a PO. He's not ready to put that bat up. Comes in, gets a base hit. He texts me this morning. He said, "Hey, coach, I'm off work tonight. I'm ready to play. I'm bringing my glove, and my bat. I'm ready to play." And I said, "You know, if you're ready to play, we're going to play you." And uh, that's just how we're going to run this summer. We're going to make sure all these guys stay in the game and 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 uh, have fun, and we're going to win a lot of games doing it. And uh, talk about that tournament. It looks a little different than initially pictured. You guys won't play a doubleheader on Saturday, but that's going to help you, obviously, pitching wise. We'll play a game to start things off on Friday, game Saturday, and then hopefully you're playing two on Sunday. Yeah, we, we want to play as many games as possible. We'll have most, a lot of guys here. Um, a couple of graduation parties over the weekends are going to disrupt you know, maybe Saturday evening, just line up a little bit. But like I said, plenty of guys that's probably played a bunch of them tonight. And uh, over the weekend, nine, ten guys there brought a guy from the junior team up or a couple of them to contribute. This weekend we got 15, 16 on a weekday night. So, you know. They're just, they're just, and they love, they like each other, and they're just great teammates. And we're going to be sure that they, uh, that they enjoy the game, and the time here, and, and, and get opportunities to perform and show why they're one of some of the top 18 kids in the county. All right, thanks for the time. We'll see you Friday. All right, thank you. All right, that was my interview with head head or manager of the Berkeley Post 14 Hornets head coach. Trip Tobin, and you didn't spoil it there, Nick, but uh, everybody heard it towards the end of that interview uh, about Trevor Bohr. Yeah, just that I thought it was, you know, he knows he's not pitching, but he still wanted to be there, and then they gave him an opportunity to hit, uh, even though he's only going to pitch at the next level, and then he comes through with an RBI. So I think uh, that just shows, you know, how these guys are and uh, how much they love the game, you know, knowing that you're not going to pit or you're not going to hit at the next level, so there's really no reason for you to come in a game, potentially. For some guys, might look at it that way, like there's no reason for me to be there, I'm not going to hit at the next level so i don't need to hit for the hornets yeah but he's like hey i love baseball i want to be out there and be with the guys and if i get an opportunity to hit i'm gonna come through and contribute and i think that that shows a lot so that was cool to see and to hear from trip devin because i didn't really know what necessarily what trevor was going to do uh at frederick uh i figured he'd only pitch but yeah i mean i think that's that's cool they wanted to come but now he goes and and shows that in a pinch if needed he can hit yeah, he hit dingers in high school, exactly. coach. That's the LSU, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't know but why. Boer but Boer isn't lying. Well, dingers is probably Man, Maybe. I don't know. See, for some reason in my head, I think that's going to be Lane DeLauder in college. <laughs> I don't know why. Walk off. Yeah, I don't know why. I just have always like envisioned that Like ever since he had that walk-off. Uh, speaking of the DeLauder family, some unfortunate news last night. Uh 
as uh, right, yeah, it was late last night, tweeted at 10.20. Again, he uh, chased a water, the 21-year-old prospect. Everybody knows Hedgesville alum, JMU alum, drafted 16th overall by the Cleveland Guardians last summer. He's making his rehab at the Arizona Complex League, so three hours behind us. Uh, maybe you know didn't get as update, much updated information until last night, but uh, we heard Lane DeLauner was going to be out this weekend because they were going to watch Chase's professional debut in the minors. Unfortunately, he missed his second straight game last night during his rehab stint in the complex league after tweaking his surgically repaired foot. He did get the all clear. It is fine, but it will set him back a week or so from joining that uh, Lake City affiliate. So, uh, you know, that's very unfortunate for uh, the Hedgesville alum that's trying to make his way through the minors. But, uh, you know, a minor setback for a major comeback, as they say. Right. The good thing is, is it's not a long term setback, only a week, you said. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it's frustrating more so than anything uh, for for him. Um, but as long as he comes back healthy and 100%, that's all that really matters. Yeah. Um, maybe that means Lane DeLauter's pitching this weekend for the Hornets, making his debut as he hasn't has yet to pitch for them this seed this summer as uh, coming off the state tournament, giving his t- arm some time to rest. Uh, but before we hit the break here, keeping on baseball a little bit, uh, did you, you? We saw talked about this prior to the show. Brenton Doyle made a great catch last night. Uh, another great catch for the Colorado Rockies as uh, he continues to impress with his defense. Yeah, I mean, if he continues to go out there and help out Colorado, even though they've been struggling, it gets him more time, and we'll see uh, what his future holds. Yeah, I don't have too much to add. I mean, Brenton has made some big plays at times uh, this season. Defense has been his real strength. You know, he's had – I saw something on Twitter about him having some of the fastest thrown-in balls from the outfield and – uh, has led to outs, so he's been really good defensively yeah. for this team. Uh, plus, plus, bat plus, is still coming, but plus, plus defensive outfielder. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Shout out to Ken Parsons Ford at fourteen hundred Shepherdstown Road in Martinsburg. Online at parsonsford.com. When we come back, we'll talk Wizards. Get got more information from what we talked about on the show yesterday with Beal and Chris Tapps. Sports English. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRN and Chief Ten. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, 
they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Lord in Martinsburg. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. You show us everything you've got. You keep on dancing and the wind gets hot. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan has joined us from the newsroom. As uh, He'll talk some sports for the next 31 minutes with us as we continue on in this edition of the Sports Mix. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. Uh, we didn't know too much because it was kind of just coming out, but uh, we now know a little bit more about both of these Wizards news stories that came out yesterday. Uh, Bradley Beal, as we mentioned, uh, was looking for a trade. Uh, we didn't really know. He's not looking for well, a trade. The Wizards may end up trading him. The Wizards may end up trading him, but mm-hmm. we weren't too sure exactly how all this was going to work out. He's got four years, over $200 million left on his contract. He's only played 90 games over the past two seasons due to injury. He's about to turn 30. There's a lot of things stacking against him in the Wizards, and they seem to want to rebuild, but there's they haven't 100% decided on a rebuild. But uh, they will work closely, according to Shams. How do you say his last name? Sharnina? Shania, Shania, Shams of the Athletic. We'll just leave it as Shams of the Athletic. People know who Shams is, yeah. Yeah, has already reported the Heat are interested. uh, But when it comes to actually trading uh, Bradley Beal, he tweeted about 23 hours ago that the Wizards and Beal will work together to find a trade for the three-time All-Star if the team elects to reset the roster. Uh, The big thing in this is the pure fact that... uh, it will be more of not the Wizards trading him. It'll be that this process will be worked out between the Wizards and his agent. So they're not just going to dump him and be like, oh, we're done with you. We right. want you to go somewhere else. We all want, we, like, we want it to be somewhere he wants to go. Somewhere he wants to go because he's a guy they drafted. He's just a guy that, that you know, obviously they're not contenders. So they want to help out their guy that they drafted. And that's pretty big. Yeah. I mean, I'm always team get the best package possible but in this case he also has a no trade clause so they kind of have to send him somewhere where he wants to go um i saw earlier today too uh, supposedly the bucks have potentially been a team that could get involved so it's like the bucks and the heat are the two top (laughs) teams right now it's mike's truck yeah it's mike's truck he doesn't usually park right next to the studio he usually Uh, parks further down whoa yeah i was just gonna keep going 
But uh, so I've heard the Bucks and the Heat are potentially the two teams that could land Bradley Beal. I think both of those. Teams, um, you know, we said that the Heat definitely are missing that really primary scorer. Uh, Jimmy Butler is not really a scorer. He's a good all-around player, but not known for his shooting or, or scoring abilities necessarily. Um, and Bam is obviously a defensive player. And then, of course, adding him to Milwaukee, you know, they already have kind of a Bradley Beal type in Chris Middleton. Uh, so that could be interesting. I don't know if they have the money either. So would Middleton be involved in the trade? I feel like you would have to just swap Middleton for yeah. Beal in that case, which yeah. I feel like Giannis likes Chris Middleton as a teammate too much to you, for you to be doing that. Yeah, and he's had injury issues too. Uh, I don't know really who who would be maybe a younger asset too from the Bucks. I can't really think of anybody that would no. come over and help. So I'd rather him go to Miami, and if Tyler Hero and some draft picks is the compensation, you know, it is what it is. I mean, at least you're getting a younger player uh, in Hero. Uh, that you can't really build around but could be potentially a important player on a championship team but not a star player i don't think so i don't know but you know i'm i'm hoping for some sort of rebuild here because like i've said before the wizards really haven't had a direction so i'm hoping that this new uh front office puts them in one direction and they stick to it yeah, from the Heat side of things, I, Brian Windhorst, pretty much the day of the the day of the finals ending, said that the Heat are going to go star star chasing, which is what they do. Pat Riley does it all the time, anytime that he can. And Beal is kind of that guy that would make perfect sense for them. It's that secondary scorer because Bam as good as he is on defense, like you said, Nick, and is rebounding and facilitating. He's not the, he's not a guy that you want to really be your number two scorer uh, at best you wanted to be number three and at the same time you bradley beal is that kind of guy that can pick up the slack for jimmy butler if he's having an off night shooting or he's uh, tired or not in the best shape and they got to the finals without tyler hero at all so if you build a trade around hero and you know beal's kind of that guy that he kind of a better version of tyler hero in a way he just does a lot of scoring not a lot of defense but at least maybe on the heat he try more on defense uh, so that makes a lot of sense for the Heat to go after him. From the Wizards' side of things, I think, you know, really the day before this report come, it came out, and when we were talking about the Heat going star chasing, I immediately went to Bradley Beal as a name in my head because if you're the Wizards, what are you holding on to? Like, at this point, where's Bradley Beal and pieces like Porzingis and Kuzma really going to get you? You might get you in the play in the play-in tournament, but you're not going to actually get anywhere. Bradley Beal is not a guy that's going to be a number one player on a championship team. He's probably not a number two on a championship team, which makes you can put him on the heat and that team, you know, I'm not going to pick the heat to win the finals with a Bradley Beal, you know, Jimmy Butler, bam, big three, but I can, I think that they're in the running again, as they have been to win the East and get there depends on the team they would face. But if you're the wizards, just tear this down. This is not getting you really much of anywhere. There's not there's not a whole lot that you're holding on to with Bradley Beal. If you actually just get a good trade package for him, get some draft picks, get a young guy like a hero, whoever it may be, then you can actually start from scratch, clear your cap, your books a little bit. Porzingis, if we're about to talk about, looks like he may opt in. There's only that one last year on his contract. Kuzma's a free agent. 
or he's, he's got another player option himself, but he'll probably opt, he'll out. opt out. I think he's only do twenty three million. It's thirteen. Oh, so yeah, yeah. so he's definitely, he's definitely opting out. out. But it, yeah, just tear this down. Like again, Bradley Beal is not number one guy on a championship team. Probably not number two. So I, I think this is the right move for them. I actually honestly didn't think that they were going to make this move, but it sounds like they might. And again, the no trade clause in the contract and the the respect for Beal as a player, they're going to help work it out and. Honestly, I I think at this point I would kind of expect uh, Bradley Beal to be on the Miami Heat next year. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think the that's only, the biggest contender for them. The only thing that they've really been holding on to is that respect and the fact that he said that he's wanted to stay in DC, and you don't hear that from any NBA player. Damian it, it seems like nobody has yeah. really wanted to stay in DC unless you count, I guess, the opt-in here for Porzingis. For at least this season, he wants but to after stay that, a thirty-six million dollars. Exactly, right. <laughs> That's the reason why it's not because it's DC. He has nothing there other than thirty-six million dollars, and you can't blame him for that. That's DC's fault. No, it's but, not their fault. It's whoever signed him to the contract. The Mavericks. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I mean he's yeah. still a good player. Might have been the Knicks. I don't well, know. speaking of Chris Tapsports, I guess you guys say he's going to opt in a contract, opt in for the player option his contract according to the Key Smith of Spot Track as Smith wrote in his tweet then general manager tommy shepherd was interested in a long-term deal i don't necessarily know that porzingis was however with winger and dawkins now in shepherd's shoes it goes from the fact that porzingis was gonna opt out he was 100 percent gonna opt out if shepherd was still there uh it, it's gonna be safer for porzingis to take that guaranteed money now because He's going to get that guaranteed money, so I see him opting in. But will they trade him? Yeah, maybe at the deadline. I don't think they would trade yeah. him in the off season, uh, but potentially at the deadline if they're struggling and they feel like they can get something for KP. I mean, I think Porzingis is a good player. Uh, yeah, not a great player, but a, he's an entertaining player to watch at the very least. Um, but you know, does it? makes sense to build around him i don't think at this point in his career uh you're gonna build around porzingis i think he can still be a contributor to a championship caliber team but in terms of i mean kuzma's gonna go somewhere else i would think uh and then you know what are you really building around with porzingis monte morris don't think that really wins too many games. So I think they no. probably would end up trading him too if Beal's not course traded and Kuzma moves on to somewhere else. Yeah, I could see Porzingis as a guy that's kind of that last missing piece for a team to get over the hump in the way that Aaron Gordon was for the Nuggets. He's uh, your like third or fourth core piece rather than like your first or second. So it, it probably does make sense that you know in a contract year he opts in thirty six million eventually towards the deadline maybe a team that's a contender throws together some pieces and a pick or two at the wizards to get porzingis for a playoff run so back to beal i'm just seeing this tweet from uh, 10 11 a.m i guess uh, brian winters was on espn on the hurdles of beal's no trade clause because of the no trade clause he doesn't get just get to control where he goes he gets to decide what he gets traded for he can reject the framework of a trade not just where he would go in a trade. That yeah. makes it hard to get equal value. Yeah, I mean, if he if the Wizards come to him and say you're going, we're going to trade you to the Heat, and we're going to make the Heat give up these five assets, and he's going, well, I don't want to go to the Heat if they're giving up all those things. That's crazy. 
I mean, that's his, it's part of a no trade clause. Why would the Wizards sign him to that? I, uh, Bradley Beal having a no trade clause was so weird to me when I when it when it was first signed. Like barely anyone in the league has a no trade clause. He's it's the like, only one, right? He might be. I think, like, the, I think that's what we said yesterday, right? Is that no he's the only clause. one? I think you're right. And now that you say that, I would think I was only going to I was on does, but other than that, I would be shocked if I found that anyone else does. So. Just, yeah, I mean, if he wants to, he could say, "Well, if you're making the Heat give up all that stuff, then I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna approve the trade because I don't have to." Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't think he would necessarily do that, but I guess it would depend on how much the Heat were going to give up. But I don't think the Heat are going to give up much because of the no trade clause, like we said, and because of the yeah. fact that the contract isn't that good. So really, what can you get for Bradley Beal if you send him to the Heat or whoever? And we also heard yesterday they don't really expect a big splash in return. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. Yeah. pretty much saying. So. I would say, yeah, you have Tyler Hero, who's on like $27 million a year, which is all you know, part of the way Cheap there to, to Beal's contract. So maybe you have to throw in Duncan Robinson, someone else, another contract, uh, and a pick. So, but in the end, it's going to be probably, you know, still basically the same roster that we saw the Heat have in the finals, plus Bradley Beal in place of if he's Tyler here. Right. Yeah. He should be healthy for at least part of the season. I just saw this meme uh, based upon what the what Windhorse said. It's pretty funny. It's like, I like this trade. I like this trade. I don't from Bradley Beal. <laughs> Yeah, you forgot you forgot to ask the one person that mattered. Yeah, what, I just still think that's wild that that's how that contract is set up. Uh, why would Tommy Shepard do that? They Maybe really? it was something they had to do to keep him in DC. I don't know. Maybe, but was he worth that? No, definitely not. No. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Get your Traeger grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg or online at Orsini's.com. We come back. Uh, we will talk uh, some NFL here, maybe some news and notes from around the NFL as things get closer. Uh, we'll also get on the topic here quickly about gambling and why the referees are making more calls in the NBA. Stephen A. Smith thinks the gambling is the reason. We'll talk about that. We come back after this two-minute break on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to call my parents. Dad, come over gets done <laughs> the traeger connect experience everything you need for epic flavor and then some shop now and save at orsini's today whether it's a strain sprain or fracture wvu medicine orthopedics and sports medicine in charlestown and spring mills now offer same day appointments no referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco? 
snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. There's a local family moving in our territory. What do you want from me? Taste it. It's really good. Mmm. We're going through the mattresses. It's not personal. It's strictly business. Leave the guns. Take the pizza. Rocks, now serving hot, fresh pizza to die for. Ow, that really hurt. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Thursday, June 15th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and DV10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us. And we will be out tomorrow, as was mentioned during the break. Uh, we will be out tomorrow at the Martinsburg Football 7-on-7 in Big Man Camp, uh, unless it storms. I did see there's rain in the forecast. but So um, we go in the press box. Most likely we'll be there. Uh, tomorrow, I believe we'll do a 12 to 1 show. It will be most likely 12, third, 12, 0, 12 0 1 to 1 o'clock. You want to go longer? I don't know. We got to do a game tomorrow night, too. That's true. But so we also got to get work done here in the office as well. True. So who knows? But uh, we will be there tomorrow, at least on the air from 12 to 1. Uh, and we'll be able to interview some guys, do our normal show. We're kind of preview post 14 as well. Why we're there preview the weekend. Uh, but, uh, this segment kind of going to be a mismatch of sorts. Colin, before the show, uh, I guess there was a comment circulating, uh, from Ron Rivera saying that basically Antonio Gibson in this offense, this new offense is going to be dangerous. How do you feel about a guy that was going to get cut last year? That, that's why I was kind of chuckling a little bit because, yeah, last year in the preseason, everybody kind of for some reason expected him to either be moved to special teams only or completely be cut because a lot of people thought he was just a fumble machine. And now they changed the offense apparently, which I guess makes sense with a new quarterback as your starter and you have a new offensive coordinator and you have a new offensive coordinator so i guess we'll have to wait and see i mean he's dangerous don't get me wrong when he's 3.7 yards per carry is dangerous is he saying he's dangerous to like dangerous to the progress of the offense itself like he's a he's a danger to the commanders that makes more (laughs) sense yeah is that what he's saying no, he didn't say it like that. I mean, Gibson, his mm, rookie year, was dangerous. He averaged 4.7 yards a carry. Well, maybe he'll get back 3. to that. 7. What if he gets back to that? A yard less. It's still first I mean, down he's on if a you're decline running each time and he's, and he's got the average. He's on the decline, and he's only in his oh. third, fourth year. Weren't they saying, though, that they were going to try to and use him kind of like McCaffrey, use him as a scat back type deal? He's not so. Christian McCaffrey. I didn't say he is. I said they're going to try to use him like that, though. So 
The quote is, he'll be a, quote, matchup nightmare for the opponent. To who? The opponent. Rivera says. I I love when people make those kind of compare. Like, oh, we're going to use him like Christian McCaffrey. You can use Christian McCaffrey like Christian McCaffrey. Maybe they're referring to kind of like the things that he was able to do in this play against the Buffalo Beals. Beals? Uh, Beals. Bradley Bradley Buffalo Beals. He took the screen pass. Antonio Gibson running like a receiver. Almost, if not all the way to the end zone. He does. He should be playing a receiver, actually, because that's what was pretty much what he was at Memphis. Yeah. Was a slot receiver. He wasn't really. The point I was going to make was you can use McCaffrey like you do because he's Christian McCaffrey. But you can't just use anybody like that. It's how dynamic he is, is the reason you can move him all around like that. And it's like, oh, we can just move this other guy all around like that. I mean, they already did move him around, though, because as Nick just said, he was a receiver in college and now he's a running back. And how's that working out for him? Still fine. Mm. Still the number one running back for Washington. I thought they had Robinson. I thought he was their guy. Yeah, but last but we, year it was look, still Gibson is number one because Robinson was look, hurt. I mean, he's built like he should be a matchup nightmare. He's 6'2", 220 pounds. He should be a matchup nightmare, but he so hasn't maybe proven they haven't it been using him right, which is why he's saying he's going to be dangerous with the new offense. Well, if you haven't proven it, I don't care what offense you're in. If it's been three years right. and you're on the decline in year three – I'm concerned about you. I didn't think Colin would get as heated as he's getting with because this topic. Because his argument's getting... making no sense. How is it like, not he making keeps sense? going in the circle. I've seen him on the field get worse. So they're not using So how's he right? going to be great all of a sudden just because of a new offense? It was the offense's fault, Nick. <laughs> you sound like Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Do you like Lamar Jackson? I think he's on the decline. Whoa. And I haven't seen him get better since his MVP season. I've seen him get worse. That's a different topic for a different day. He's making the same I, argument, though, on a different guy. See? We have 10 minutes. I There's not enough time for me to just go into what you just He's said. He's gotten worse since the MVP year. So should he have gotten paid? I don't know. I mean, they kind of had to, right? He's been injured. No. They yeah, didn't have to. Greg Roman's offense. It's Greg Roman's offense. Is that what I'm being They told? got a Pro Bowl well, quarterback MVP behind Greg him. Roman's offense. Marshall Yonder retired. right behind him, didn't Marshall they? Marshall Yonder get? retired. Ronnie Stanley gets hurt all the time. He's they, healthy the last year. Yeah, but up. then, again, Lamar missed half of the... The Ravens were, like, top three in offense before Lamar got hurt. Yeah. What about his touchdown-to-interception ratio? It's not that bad. It's not that great either. He's, he's fine. What was it, 17? He rushes for 1,000 yards, too. That helps. Yeah, well, you keep running for 1,000 yards, you keep getting hurt. I mean, he got hurt in the pocket. We'll see what, I know. Both times. We'll see what he does this year. All right. Are we done? This is the year to no. prove it for Lamar. I, I don't this think is we're the done. year to prove it for Antonio Gibson. Exactly. Even though they're completely... Two different players in terms of skill set, but yeah. How is it the two Ravens fans having this argument about Lamar? Because for some reason he brought up Lamar when we're talking about Gibson, so I let you go. I at think it. yeah, I think Nick's just doubling. But it was down. the same argument. He's just doubling down. He's just trying to. He's just trying to get his takes off. You have another hot so. take that you want us to? Um. Yeah, we we got like a t- time for one more hot. We should take just do a daily Nick's hot break. take. Could be a new segment on the show. Could be, yeah. I, it could I, keep us through think. the summer. Exactly. Maybe I'll come up with something. Save it for tomorrow. tomorrow. Yep. All right. Well, with that, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more on the side of this break. 
We'll wrap things up. We'll talk about uh, the controversial call. We'll hear Davey Martinez's thoughts, the controversial call in Houston. For the Nationals, 5-4 to four losses. They came back, tied things up, but they got walked off on a controversial call. It's all about this after the two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Join us this summer for the thrill of American Legion Baseball on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. The Berkeley Post 14 Hornets are the premier team in the area, and you don't want to miss one second of the action. The next pitch to Baden Hartman is cracked out the deep left field. That ball is going, going, gone! A three-run homer! The Hornets begin their season on June 3rd. We'll have coverage all the way through the area tournament July 18th through the 22nd at P.O. Faulkner Park. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your June 15th, 2023. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with a segment brought to you in part by the Mary Scoop and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy, stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue or call 304-263-4343 as we wrap things up on this edition. Today, we'll talk some Nats, we'll talk some O's, but more importantly, we'll talk Nationals right now as... Uh, they decided they wanted to come back in last night's game. They were down four to one for much of the game, and uh, I was, you know, getting ready to uh, wrap up my sports report for the night. And uh, I'm waiting there. I'm just tuning into the game, like, okay, just gonna they, they're gonna lose. They're down three to. They're down four to one here. No offense virtually since the middle half of the game. So I sit down on the couch listening to the game. They score one run, then they score another run, then they score another run and tie it up at four. They have a guy at third. They can't get him home, unfortunately. So, you know what they do? They go to the next inning, and uh, they allow one run to score 
on a very interesting play. Jake Myers grounded into a force out to the shortstop, C.J. Abrams, and the catcher was thrown out on the line. Very controversial call. Have you guys seen the, the run on this? Yeah, because it started with Martinez's no, comments. No, I mean, it to, started no, during the game. I watched that, and then I decided to watch the play to see if I agreed with him. And I absolutely agree with him. I think uh, he was out of the base path. The base runner was, and it should have been interference in my but, mind. But uh, Davey Martinez spoke to the media after the game. We'll play the clip here. What you can't see is what he actually brought with him. He brought a prop with him. He brought a printed out piece of paper of a screen grab of the video of the guy on the grass. The base runner is on the grass like this. And then he comes back that way. And here's his thoughts. Your location. There it is. Right there. Take a good look at it. Is that on the line? I don't think so. I'm over this play. Seriously. They need to fix the rule. If this is what the umpires see, that he's running down the line, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Fix it. We lost the game, and he had nothing to say about it because he can't make the right call. Brutal. And he throws it off the table. Brutal. What was his explanation to you as no. you went out there? He said he, he saw him run down the line. So I said, we lost the game because you, you made the wrong call. I guess. When you make, uh, hold on, I'm going to talk about how proud I am of the boys playing the way they can. They come back, they played, they played their butts off to come back to get back in the game. We do everything right, but I'm proud of the boys so how they play. I'm proud of Josiah. We talked about efficiency. End, so I don't have a read he gave us seven it. strong innings. I mean, he gave us four runs, but he gave us seven strong innings. That's what I'm proud of. I can't do nothing about those umpires. I really can't. Like I said, they need to take a look at that and understand that he he screwed that play up. And that's all okay. I'm going to say about it. I'm done with it. If they're not going to fix it, then we move on, and that's it. But the boys played really good. I'm proud. And Davey Martinez, for being for having not a great team this year, he's definitely backing his team here. What are your thoughts on the comments? You know what I'm done with, Davey Martinez? Your team being 26 and 40. That's what I'm done with. <laughs> Honestly. They're 2018. They won, they won the World Series. but 2019. What, yeah, yeah. What have you done for me lately is what I'm trying to say. You know? COVID year happened. I mean, everyone was affected by that. Last year, they sold all. Mike Rizzo that sold all the, the Orioles. Team. Look, look, it's nothing. Davy Martinez can Kinda. only do with his hand is dealt. Mike Rizzo trades off the whole team last year. Yeah, that's what you have to do when Davy Martinez can't win you games. Then why don't you fire Davy Martinez? That's their question. Win you games. It's the same reason why you don't fire Neil Brown. He's got a big contract. Yeah, I liked how you could Trust tell you could tell that like the coach, the inner coach and him of like make no excuses kicked in the middle of his, his statement where he was like, "We lost the game because of you." I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they probably could have lost it later I on. I thought that's what he's saying was that the umpire said. No, he's saying the umpire said he went down the line. He yelled back at the the guy. He said the umpire said the player ran down the line. He went back. You're the reason we lost the game. Davey to the umpire said that. Right. I was saying, I thought the umpire said, I guess. I think oh, he was just talking about what he was saying to him. That <laughs> That's how I'd I guess. It. Who knows? But uh, very interesting. <laughs> How'd the O's do last night? I heard they won? No. They lost. <laughs> they lost. The oh. offense was gone. Yeah. Vertigo. Is that two nights in a row? What happened no. to Ryan Mountcastle? He's got Vertigo. Vertigo. You know? That's a, that is what happened, isn't it? Yes. Have you seen okay. the movie Vertigo? It's a good movie, actually. I didn't like it. You didn't like All it? Right. Hitchcock? 30 weird. seconds. Jimmy That'll, Stewart's kind of a weird actor in that. Yeah. yeah. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Tomorrow we'll be out of the Martinsburg 7-on-7's Big Man Camp. 
live from 12 to 1, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix Bowl of American Legion Junior Baseball action tonight. I believe it's a 6 p.m. first pitch uh, for the junior team. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Dylan Bishop, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzlini, I'm Spencer Please Thanks so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Proud to support our local community and bring you the latest local news, weather, sports, talk radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Winchester.